podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition, it's the penultimate edition of the Big Bash Daily Podcast. I'm James the Cricket Badger. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of these BBL Daily Pods. Snapping up the right mortgages for you, bluecrocodile.co.uk. Co.uk. Just before we get into the action on today's podcast, a reminder of the competition that we've been running over the last couple of days on the uh, BBL dailies. And it's courtesy of the Brit Hop Brewing Company. They sent me 12 lovely cans of their ale the other day. I've had a couple and they are very, very nice indeed. I'm going to reserve a few more until uh, after the uh, BBL final. But to win a case of 12 yourself, what year was the last time a test match was shown on free to air television in the UK? What year was the last time a live test was shown on free-to-air television in the UK? Send your answer, your name and address to james at cricketbadgerpod.com and you could win yourself courtesy of the Brit Hop Brewing Company, a beautiful case of 12 cans of their fine, fine beer. But let's get into the action today. It is what effectively is the semi-final of this big bash. It's the Brisbane Heat taking on the Perth Scorchers and he's still in action at the moment. But Michael, our Brisbane Heat fan, he joins me, Michael Baldwin of the Top Order podcast. Nine wickets down, still needing plenty of runs. We can call it, can't we? Brisbane Heat haven't quite managed to get through this game. And the, the thing to say for the Brisbane Heat, I think they've been fantastic over the last week or so of this competition. They've really been plucky, got themselves through to this, but this has just been one step too far. Yeah, so close. So close to the final of the Big Bash for the Brisbane Heat, but a massive, massively overachieving season for the Brisbane Heat when you had a look at their roster at the start of the season. Lots of people writing them off, myself included. And as Chris Lynn said in his uh, speaking with the Murdoch Press uh, earlier this week, uh, they've certainly silenced a bunch of keyboard warriors and critics that had written their team off. And they've gotten this far probably without playing their best cricket over the last week. I think they haven't really put together a complete performance, but here they are competing hard against a very, very polished looking Perth Scorchers outfit. It's been street fighting cricket really from them, hasn't it? They've just been gutsy and got themselves across the line. As you say, it's not been uh, 100% glorious, but yeah, it's about winning matches. Absolutely. And that's what I've really liked about their performances. You know, they haven't won off the bat of Chris Lynn, which, you know, traditionally they rely a lot on for victory. Guys like Jimmy Pearson has stood up. Sam Hazlitt in the last game uh, got some big runs to see them home. So there's been plenty of performances from uh, some of, not some of the less heralded names, but guys in that side have, have stepped up and given a good account of themselves, which is really pleasing from my point of view. Well, the equation at the moment is that the Heat need 61 more runs to win from seven balls. So you do the math as they say in America. It ain't going to happen, Abai. Um, you've been watching this game. First of all, good to have you back on. Recovered from COVID, hopefully. And this has been a, a game where, obviously, we've seen some rain interrupt it, but Perth have been the better of the two sides today. Oh, uh, no doubt. They've they've been a 
team uh, on song they've been in form they took their time to get started during the tournament but they're truly they've you know all come together and they're looking so strong so sixers would not take uh, scorchers lightly at all they would have probably been hoping for brisbane heat to come through but uh, now they've got a challenge up their sleeves Michael, I, I saw Chris Lynn's sort of pretty much huddle with the team, basically saying that he was proud of them, whatever happened today. And I thought that was quite a nice message to his team. But you know, it kind of just goes back to what we said, really. That they've really fought hard to get through to this stage. They've proved a load of doubters wrong. And uh, it was a nice little kind of pat on the back before they went out there. Obviously, it didn't work um, in terms of uh, motivating them for today, but it was the right message to give them. Absolutely. And for any aspiring uh, young coach or young player, finals results take care of themselves. It's the process that gets you into the finals and all that hard work, uh, preparation, meaning opportunity that gets you to that point. And, you know, Brisbane have done all the hard work this year. They've they've figured out game plans that help them to win matches. I think their use of the super sub, the X Factor, has been really good. You know, they've given Xavier Bartlett a young fast bowler a really clear and simple plan and they've talked about that a lot you know simple plans uh, simple to conceive simple to execute and and that's been a real highlight for Brisbane is that they've planned well I think Darren Lehman's a great coach I think they've got good leadership in that squad not just from their captain but in their in their senior players uh, and so I've been really impressed with how they've gone about their season as much as the results they've achieved I uh, used to work at Yorkshire when Jason Gillespie was the head coach there and Dizzy was uh, a very simple kind of coach it was you know they've score 200 go out there and score 201 it was kind of you know just go out there and play your best game and I think Darren Lehman's of that kind of same mold isn't he really they obviously play together at South Australia but Darren Lehman is a kind of very simple you know go out there and, and win the match guys yeah and you only have to look back at his comments halfway through the last game that Brisbane had when they were behind the eight ball and he said hey guys go after the game go and change something about the game go out and get it so you know simple messages like that make it easy for, for guys to understand what their role is the thing that confused me about tonight is they kind of went away from that game plan a little bit. So they went away from the Bartlett bowls one over and then comes off. They gave him three, which I think in hindsight was probably one over too many. It allowed uh, Livingston and Bancroft a real good look at him and they managed to get him away. Uh, and they only gave Stickety one over, who's been a leading wicket taker in the tournament. And uh, I wrote in my notes as I was watching that, that third over when Bartlett came on, change of plans, question mark, never good in the final, which is, you know, great to, great to say in hindsight. But I just feel like the only thing Brisbane may have done wrong tonight is go away from their plans a little bit that have worked for them and and sometimes that can really backfire in a final uh, and when it does it looks a bit silly but they've given a greater account of themselves as I've said and uh, I'm really proud of the work that they've done this year. Well, when we came on air today, it wasn't quite official. It is now. Perth Scorchers have won by 49 runs. It is on DLS because we did have rain earlier on today. The Perth Scorchers have booked their place in the Big Bash final where they'll take on the Sydney Sixers. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls.
going back through the game then today per scorches 189 for one they'd made after 18.1 overs of their 20 the rain came down and it did cast it into doubt whether um, the, you know the game would get back on at some stage if it had been abandoned today per scorches would have gone through by virtue of the fact they finished higher in the ladder than brisbane heat and then we've just seen the brisbane heat falling short in the chase it was a revised chase abai of 218 so the per scorches made 189 for one in 18.1 and the brisbane heat was set 218 and with just one power surge over so it was a task for them wasn't it it was one of those uh, chases today where they needed a chris lee they needed one of their key batsmen to just have a day out and have one of those days where everything went right and it didn't quite happen for them. Very much. Uh, They would have hoped for a century uh, from Lynn. This was the day. I think the only batsman who could have really taken taken it back to the Scotches was Chris Lynn. He did start well. I thought he's got going, but unfortunately for Brisbane and himself, he couldn't really make make a point today. Yeah, tough chase overall for Brisbane and uh, it's it's tough to chase such big totals during the finals so it wasn't just their day Cameron Bancroft he was 58 not out when the rain came down Liam Livingston had made a fine 77 from just 39 balls 5 fours and 6 sixes for the Englishman Mitch Marsh 49 not out from 28 5 fours and 2 sixes for him and uh, as I say 189 for 1 when the rain came at 18.1 overs set 200 to win in 18 we've just seen the Brisbane Heat fall short in their 18 overs 150 for 9 they made as I said Chris Lynn 22 at the top and when he was going he never knew he made 20 from 17. The uh, top scorer though, Joe Burns, 38 from 24. But really, by the time he came in, the game had gone. It was really the, that over from Jason Berendorf, Michael, where he took two in two that really did sort of sound the death knoll for the Heat today. Yeah, and it was a superb piece of skill in terms of the bowling. You know, defeated Joe Denley with a really good slower ball and then another slower off-pace ball with a little bit of curve on it to get past the, the swinging bat of Chris Lynn. That was a superb over from Berendorf and that was a real turning point in the final. Well, I managed to get this far without crowing because Perscotches are my side and I'm now going to get into crowing mode because I'm really happy um, that they've got through to the final. We saw in the Big Bash ladder that at uh, the start they lost I think for the first three games they lost they were looking uh, pretty ropey early on then they had that run of home games which seemed to just turn their season around they grew in confidence. I tipped them at the start of this competition to win it they still might not because the Sydney Sixers have been very strong so far but with the top order including Livingston and, and Jason Roy who missed out today because he I think he just got injured in the in the warm up today, Mitch Marsh in there, Colin Monroe, Josh English, who didn't even get to bat today, Ash Turner, who was a terrific finisher and can really power hit down the order, and then that bowling attack um, with the seamers with Fawad Ahmed in there as well, just looks a really balanced side up. I Sydney Sixers are going to have their work cut out, but the Sydney Sixers have looked strong as well. Yes, they've looked strong at some moments. Dan Christian has played some really good knocks for them, so uh, that's why they are at the top of the table. I don't think they're unbeatable. And if Perth have their their day on the finals, then probably they'll uh, they'll lift the trophy as well. Perth Scorchers have a terrific lineup. Always we we spoke about this fact that they've had a dream bowling lineup. This time they have a dream batting lineup as well and good backups. Like you know, your uh, Roy got injured, Bancroft came in. They've also got Joel Paris uh, waiting in the wings. My favourites are definitely uh, Perth Scorchers. Well, that's just put the tin lid on it. I'll buy, hasn't it? Thanks. The, um, looking at the, the meetings between the two sides uh, in the competition so far, Michael, Sydney Sixers have won two of them. Perth Scorchers have won the other one. Um, obviously, the Sixers took the, uh, the playoff game earlier on, which booked their place in the final. But each of those games has been very one-sided. When Perth won, they won comfortably. When the Sixers have won, they've won comfortably twice. 
it's Perth turn, isn't it? Yeah, possibly. I think a lot more would have to go right for Perth to win uh, than if then we would have to go right for Sydney to win. I, I feel like Sydney have got a slight advantage there, and I, I'm struggling to put my finger on exactly why I feel that way. But I just feel like Sydney are a slightly uh, more complete side, and they've also got the, the key danger man in Josh Philippe. Although Jason Roy's no slouch either, and Liam Livingston's in, innings today was one of the best in the tournament for mine. But yeah, I just I just have a feeling that more would have to go right for Perth. I think for the sake of the tournament, it would be nice if it was. A close game this one that we've just watched has you know sort of meandered towards a, a pretty dull and and predictable finish but I think you know for the purposes of the tournament I just hope that it's a close game and and that we see something like a 180 plays 175 finish mm. and the, the tournament's crying out for a close game isn't it we haven't had really any or or many certainly you can count on that on one hand the games that have really got tight towards the end and I by that's I guess I mean the organizers can't do anything about that you know you stick gate teams out there and you just hope that you're going to get entertaining cricket. We've seen plenty of entertaining cricket throughout the tournament, but what it has really lacked is that uh, super over or a really tense finish with the last ball having to go for four. Not seen much of that in this big bash. Yes, I don't know. Uh, There's no pattern to it. Uh, I've been trying to figure out some pattern, but such has been the case after COVID, all these tournaments. Also in IPL, they were many, many one-sided games, even though we had some really good super over games as well during the IPL. We missed that in the BBL. I think with the IPL, I mean, you're always going to get some one-sided games, but there were plenty in the IPL that went close. And we saw yes. I mean, the Tuatia kind of games where they turned on the on their head at the you know in the last overs and stuff like that and real dramatic finishes. We've, that's what this big bash has missed for me. Yes, yes. Probably I'm, I was referring to the knockouts during the IPL. Probably I'm referring mm. to the final, which was a bit boring. Hopefully in the BBL, as Michael has said, the finals really give us what we're looking for. Michael, you talked about the Sydney Sixers and not quite being able to put your finger on what makes them maybe favourites in your head. I'm going to give you... uh a name, Dan Christian. I just think he's been terrific for them this season. He always seems to stand up when they really need him as well, which is a, a terrific knack to have, you know, to come in when your team's maybe struggling with the bat and see them across the line. And he's obviously a vastly experienced player. I, I, we're going to have on um, Saturday after the, the final, our awards ceremony. And one of those is for the most valuable player. I won't tell you any of the the awards, obviously, I'd announce the awards on here, but we've all had a vote in terms of uh, all of the different categories. One of those was uh, in our opinion who was the most valuable player my vote went for Dan Christian because I just think him coming in in that middle order and just the experience that he's got he's such an asset to the Sixers yeah there's no substitute for experience in in a final and Dan Christian he's an incredible cricketer and he has been for for a long long period of time and I, I think this tournament has shown that he's still got the credentials to play at an international level and given how many young players they're sending to New Zealand for the five T20s over here I think Australia should be looking at someone like Dan Christian as an experienced head in that middle to lower order that can finish because we've got a lot of people who can bat at the top of the order not as many who can bowl handy overs and death overs which has been something that Australia has struggled with in both forms of the white ball cricket game and he's a great batsman as well and a real steady head and a good man in the dressing room and everywhere he's gone out by he won the T20 blast with the knots outlaws he's been with a few franchises around the world and they tend to win when he's there there's no coincidence that Dan Christian's one of those guys that goes into a team and just lifts them up a level. Very much. Uh, I was remembering a couple of years back, there was a headline that whichever team he's appeared for in the global tournaments he plays in, all the teams had won uh, the competition that year. So uh, there was a, a lot of talk about that. And he has just continued that. His form has been so good for Sixers, playing those important knocks uh, this 
tournament. It's, it's just been good. And also, I'd like to mention today, I read somewhere that he has ambitions to play the T20 World Cup for Australia. And maybe that's possible. Well, you never know. As, as Michael said, there's, there's worse players out there that you could pick with that experience uh, at their disposal. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash dailies. Remember, the housing market is still open, so if you're looking to take advantage of the stamp duty holiday, you're going to need a snappy solution. If your question is, what's the right mortgage for me? The answer is bluecrocodile.co.uk. Let's pick our bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match then. The challenger final, the semi-final for all, but uh, want of a better phrase. First coach is winning by 49 runs, but your nomination, Michael, for the best player today? Uh, Liam Livingston, I presume. <laughs> yeah, 77 off 39. Um, Abai, would you be in agreement with that? He was a terrific knock from him. Complete agreement. Starting a knockout match so well gives you a big advantage. And I think with Jason Roy missing out as well, it did put a little bit of extra sort of scrutiny pressure on his shoulders today. And he certainly stood up for it. And he's uh, gone up a notch really in terms of England's plans maybe for their World T20 campaign. Liam Livingston on the edges at the moment of England selection has done himself no harm at all today. 77 off 39, five fours, six sixes for the Lancashire player. Liam Livingston is our bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of today's match. It's a brand new year and it's time to get your finances in order. Is your mortgage deal ending in the next six months? It's time to use bluecrocodile.co.uk to snap up a new deal. Blue Crocodile will search the market to get you the cheapest possible deal. The people to visit for the best mortgages for you. Bluecrocodile.co.uk Looking ahead then to the final to finish off with today, Sydney Sixers taking on the Perth Scorchers. Michael, would you say that's on, on the face of what we've seen over the last couple of months, the, the best two sides that we've seen across the matches that we've played? Clearly, yep. Clearly the best two sides. And you only have to look at the cricket that's been played this week by both teams to realise that. Sydney Thunder had a good record in the round robin, but ultimately were a little bit off the pace in terms of their execution against Brisbane. Brisbane have had a fairy tale run, but ultimately came up against a better side tonight. So I think without any doubt, Perth and the Sixers are the two best sides in the tournament and they'll meet in the final. And by Perth have obviously played today. They've had a little bit of time off since they played the Sydney Sixers, but not that much. Um, and they go into the final on Saturday. Sydney Sixers have had their feet up for a week waiting to find out who their opponents are going to be as you said you know, they may have had a preference in terms of who they, who they met but do you think it's an advantage that Perth have had that run out today and then play two days later when Sixers have been out of action probably uh, the rest would have done good for Sixers and Perth might be a bit tired but at the same time I don't know the other aspect can be that Perth are a little more hot right now because they've just played a match and they might not might be less less trusty than Sixers so we'll wait and see how do you see that, Michael? I mean, you can work both ways, can't it? The Sixers can either get stale or they can actually use that time to refresh their batteries and, and get a few injury niggles sorted out. You know, it could work both ways. Yeah, it can. And we're not going to really know until the day, are we? And whether or not the, the extra rest for the Sydney Sixers is going to prove beneficial for their pace battery or it's going to be um, or it's going to be detrimental. I feel like 
guys like Abbott and Duarshus, they haven't played a lot of cricket of late other than the T20 stuff. So I don't think that their workloads are particularly onerous. So I think it's uh, whoever comes into that game with clearer plans and a better mindset is going to be the, the team that comes out on top rather than the most rested one or the one that's just come off a, a win. Well, these are the two most successful sides in Big Bash history that are going to meet on Saturday. The Sydney Sixers won the inaugural tournament back in 2011. They won it last year to notch their second title. The Perth Scorch is the most successful side in the history of the BBL. They are three times winners but haven't won it since 2016. We saw Abai in the IPL. The two most uh, prolific sides in the IPL met in the final and uh, Mumbai Indians who uh, had won the most tournaments. It was a chance for CSK, wasn't it, to kind of level the playing field. Mumbai Indians instead went two trophies ahead with their fifth title. We got a quite a similar kind of situation on Saturday in the Big Bash, with the two most successful sides facing off against each other. Yes, and the rest will have to catch up a lot because one of them is going to go even further ahead so yes uh, probably all the uh, all these cricket tournaments the local tournaments they will have uh, this kind of probably the results are going to be like that everywhere in all the franchise leagues that some teams some uh, teams who have a good combination a solid core for many years like the Sixers have like the Mumbai Indians have, they might just race away ahead of the other teams. How do you see it, Michael, in terms of their pedigree and history? Sydney Sixers won it twice, less than the Perth Scorchers, but they won it last year. So there's a lot of that dressing room know how to win this big bash, where Perth haven't won it since 2016. Do you think that's a factor? No, I don't think so. I think that Perth side's got a lot of experienced campaigners in there, guys that have played a lot of T20 cricket. I think Dan Christian does give Sydney Sixers, though, an edge in that experience stakes. Um, they've got a very experienced coach as well. So I think it, I think it's edge to the sixes as far as experience is concerned, but neither of them will, will go into it, you know, with particularly wet behind the ears or or in awe of the occasion. So you're going to go with the Sydney Sixers? Yeah, I think the Sydney Sixers are for, uh, for minor are still the slightly stronger side. I feel like that Perth would need something special to happen, a special innings from Roy, a special innings from Livingston, something of that nature to to push them over the top of that um, of that Sixers side. But it's all going to be decided by the top order of, of both of those teams, Vince and Philippe versus Roy and Livingston and, and Colin Munro as well up the top there. Throw him in there as the some of the key top order players for both sides. Our boy, who wins it for you? Oh, Michael has almost convinced me towards sixes, but no, I'll stick to the Scorchers. And you see, I've got to go with the Scorchers, haven't I? I've followed them all the way through. They are my side. Um, but I don't think what we say has any impact on who wins the final on Saturday. Really looking forward to that. And obviously plenty of cricket over the next few days with India against England starting tomorrow. You can follow our England against India test dailies as well as we go through England's tour of India. They're up and running. We've done two previews and then we'll be back after Friday's play. That means that we're going to have a day off from the Big Bash. The first day off after I think, what's 54 straight days that we've done this BBL daily and have one day off before the final and then we'll be back with you after the game on Saturday where we're going to have a party. All of the fan badges are coming on. We've got the award ceremony, a chance to look back and congratulate the winners and commiserate the runners up. But uh, Michael and Abai, you're going to be joining me on Saturday. You're looking forward to that? Oh, very much so. I'm very much looking forward to that and celebrating what's been a long but successful Big Bash campaign. And, and before I go, just a congratulations to your Perth Scorcher side and to you as a fan for getting it through to the final. You 
Australia's team played by far the better cricket today. So well done uh, to you and the and the Scorchers. I don't think I had too much to do with it, Michael, but I'm very happy that they are in the final. And I think, uh, yeah, kudos to the Brisbane Heat at the start of this competition. And when we did the previews of this tournament, we had, we'd written off the Heat. We had them as our eighth place side and they didn't start very well, but they just kind of gradually built and built and built. And I think they've done themselves proud over the course of this tournament. So they go home, I think, with their heads held very high indeed. Michael and Abai, thanks for joining me. I'll see you on Saturday. Thank you. Pleasure. Thanks again, James. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these podcasts. Just one more podcast to come. Just one more match left in BBL 10. It's the Sixers or the Scorchers, whose name's going to be engraved on that trophy. We'll find out next time I speak to you. See you then. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.